You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's in the other room doing projects. Uh, and it is a uh, Monday morning quarterback that is just everybody's going to Cardinal fan or non-Cardinal fan. You're going to sit back and go, what the hell just happened over there? Oh, Cardinal fans. Cardinal's going to Cardinal. I hate to keep saying that phrase, but. The whole time I'm watching that game, I had nothing to do yesterday. It was great. And watching football when your team's not on, you can flip around, you can do whatever. I watched a little of your Bears, Brett. That was a catastrophe. I don't know who can cheer for that. And, you know, flipping around, watching other games here and there. Watching Brady's Bungles. I don't know what to do there because I hate both teams so very much that I, I find great joy when the teams I hate lose more than when my team wins. Like, I love... When the Ravens or Bungles lose, like that, that makes me happier than when the Steelers win. Uh, but I didn't know what to do yesterday. Ravens were playing the Bengals, and I'm looking at that crowd of fat Kentucky hillbillies just covered in spaghetti sauce and chili that they mashed together because they're hogs. And then they showed a meth head Bengals cheerleader. I text Brady, I'm like, oh my God, nothing more. I, it looked like a meth head got a cheer outfit and ran out on the field. She shouldn't have been there. And uh, they did a close-up of her, and she's cheering. I'm like, she's got skull head. She's got... The starter must have left. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's a Cincinnati cheerleader. The starter hadn't left. There's a reason the Steelers don't have cheerleaders. <laughs> Wouldn't be much different. That Pittsburgh look, not something you're going to... You're not diving into a deep pool of beauty over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Cincinnati's no different, evidently, because their cheerleaders are hilariously ugly. Uh, so I'm sitting there watching Sad Bungle Fan, and I'm like, God, the Ravens win making Sad Bungle Fans. I'm kind of torn there. Then the Cardinals come on. Now you, uh, we had our FanDuel bets on Thursday. Yeah. We've all agreed that we're not going to be defeated by the Cardinals in betting, right? We're not going to do it. So we have to make it interesting by saying, okay, the Cardinals will lose, but by how many? We have to pick our own points, but every one of us was nine points. Brady goofed. And got his pluses and minuses messed up and actually gave the Giants nine points and picked the Cardinals to win. And at halftime, we're all like, Brady might have just accidentally... It's pacing pretty well, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed this thing. But you could feel it the whole time. It reminded me of when the Bears played in the Denny Green game. And uh, the Cardinals had him 20 nothing at half. And we had him! We, had, we let him off the hook! Remember that speech? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was, that was the exact same game. 
you just felt it. Even though the Giants were horrible, something was going on where I'm like, I still don't trust this. I, I don't believe the Josh Dobbs-led Cardinals are going to continue this. And then it goes 20, 20 what was it, 28-7, right? You're like, eh, maybe they'll squeeze this one out. But I still think, Giants, Giants, Giants are like, uh-oh. And then the Giants tried to screw it up when they got within, they were going to go within seven and they were going to go for two. And luckily for the Cardinals, or for the Giants, I guess, the, the Giants false start, so they have to kick the extra point and make it a seven-point game, and the next thing you know, touchdown, field goal, this one's... I, I cannot... I hate... I, I don't... Well, I don't know what I'm... I, I, don't know how, I don't know how to feel about the Cardinals. Here's what I thought last night after watching that. Uh, it was sort of expected, in a weird way, that, okay, the Giants are supposed to beat them, so 31-8 to eight in the second half, no big deal. I watched the NFL Network at the uh, end of the night for highlights. You would think in any NFL game that that would be a huge story. Glossed over it like it was highlights of nothing. Eh, Cardinals lost a big lead today. That's eh, pretty pretty remarkable. Here come the Giants. It wasn't unexpected. It wasn't. Su- it was surprising that they did it, but it wasn't surprising that it happened. On the national, there nobody's like, "What the hell just happened in Arizona?" You're looking at that team. You're like, "Yeah, of course they, of course they blew a 20 point lead." That was what are you going to do? It was remarkably, bleh, which tells me that this franchise is just non fact. Like nobody cared. I was waiting for aren't going to be a threat the entire year. That's the whole. And thing. the fact of the matter is, any other team, for the most part, drops a 20 point lead the way they did, 21, and the national media is kind of like. This is what happened. Like, there's got to be infighting. Was it? Nah. It's the Cardinals. Cardinals going to Cardinal. Everybody kind of knew it. Nobody made a big deal. It was so pathetic. So once again, and Toledo's team, I think, is the first one uh, in the room to get off the schneid, right? The Steelers might tonight, but his Seahawks beat the Lions. It was a good game. It was a good game. And, uh... Got out of that. So Cardinals losing was so weird to me because nobody in the, like the NBC before that, yesterday I was at the Cubs-Diamondbacks game. So as the game was ending, uh, you know, people around us are getting alerts and stuff. And all you heard was, Cardinals blew it. <laughs> and nobody like nobody, nobody was like, oh, this is gone. how did they do that? Because I, I don't think there are any passionate Cardinal fans there. If they were passionate, they wouldn't have been at that game. At the Cubbies and uh, well, you're just seeing the final score. Oh wow, they kept they kept it tight, right? Oh yeah, oh no, yeah, it was real. They 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 played closer than they should have, but they let him off the hook. Crown him. So, Cardinal fan, I can relate because yesterday was my second of three games in the weekend of watching the Cubbies throw their entire season away in September. Diamondbacks, and there's another thing that's going on. Everybody's lamenting the Cardinals' loss. You got a playoff team downtown. There were twenty six thousand people there, and it was all blue. The whole stadium was blue yesterday. 26,000 people, and it was Cub fans. For, a lot of, this lot a lot of blue Cardinal Stadium, too. This is a playoff team. Oh, yeah, the Giants blue was there, too. Yeah, it's a car- yeah, but I understand that. Yeah. They're losers. And so it's the, fresh. It's new. Yeah. It's fresh. Road teams are going to show up because home teams are like, I'm not paying money to go watch this team get pounced on. Diamondbacks are a playoff team. Nobody's going. Not Nobody went. Sunday afternoon, I know it's football Sunday, but Sunday afternoon, 26,000 Cub fans showed up to watch the Diamondbacks sweep a playoff team. Right out of the playoffs, pretty much. So I know Cubs going to Cub. I know the feeling, Cardinal fans. Cardinals going to Cardinal. And boy, did they ever. Painful. And didn't have the decency to make one of our spreads viable. 
They kept it too goddamn close because we all had them at nine points. Sons of bitches. I won three or four. Missed it by it one. Been the parlay. Yeah. parlay. Flatten for you're going to miss by one. And I had a, I had a one of my buddies is a Cardinals fan. He's like, ah, Bears lost my. No kidding, it's the Bears. Yeah, what, yeah. What, you're not insulting me. Right. He goes, oh, I better watch it, man. And that when they that was the point, they were up twenty nothing, and I'm yeah. like, here we go. Cardinal fans get chirpy, yeah, when they have a lead and your team loses, they start bashing on your team. Like, all right, we'll see if you can hang on to this. I'd wait till the end of the fourth quarter to start mouthing off, Cardinal fan, because you got a reputation and you guys live right up to it. And sure enough, slinking out of the stadium after getting mouthy. Remember, there were fights in the stands when the Bears were Cardinals oh, were going yeah. crazy, like starting to yell at them, "You losers!" And then the next thing you know, it's like uh, their heads are down and they're slinking away. It's not good. It is not good. Again, I don't know why you're not uh, taking signs to those games that say, "Please sell the team." Bidwell is the loser. Like it, it, the the uh, angst needs to turn towards the Bidwell family and basically say, "Hey, the only commonality from the beginning to end of this franchise is the name Bidwell, and uh, it's known for failure. So it's your fault. Time to step away. So you better hope for the scandal, this phone thing, uh, Sean Coogler's sexual assault that may or may not have ever happened down in Mexico. You better hope for that to happen so the Bidwells are forced to sell. It's the only way this team ever stops this trend of misery." It's their fault, you know, when there's one name attached and the only thing that's happened the entire time is failure within a couple little spikes of non-failure. And you're like, "Mm, never really accomplished much. There's obviously someone to blame. All the other faces have changed multiple times. One remains the same and the results are always the same. So Cardinal fan, there you go. That's your Bill Bidwell, Michael Bidwell moment. Good luck. I'm a Cub fan. You're a Bears fan. You know what it's like. Oh, yeah. So that lady up in Chicago drops dead, and she evidently sucked the the. She grabbed Percy from Green Mile and just sucked the life of. She's going to live forever. She is Green Mile. She's John Coffee up there. What is she like? One hundred and two, at least. She's ridiculous. Six or ninety seven, I think. I think she. Yeah, no, she's, she's got to be over hundred. I think she's a century if she's anything. And you look at her, and she's like, "Geez, oh, she makes Biden look like a kid." She's twenty years older than him. Virginia. Poof. Yeah, and the Bears fans just sit back and go, I cannot wait until we have initials on our sleeves again. Because they, when she dies... <laughs> oh, she's 100. She's 100 yeah. years old. The, the, hey. born the day that there is a VM on your jerseys is the day the Bears have a chance because she won't die. Or maybe she has a birthday game coming up. 100 this year? <laughs> yeah, could maybe. be. Uh, who knows? But they, the, the Bears have got a... Do they still have the GSH on their yeah. jerseys? They yeah. still wear the George Hallis... Yeah. Get that other arm going. Wasn't that George's wife or daughter or something? Daughter. Yeah. His daughter, yeah. I can't even keep track. They're so old, it's so odd to try to picture that there was a guy before her that was as old as she was. But when Virginia croaks, put those initials on their shirts, the Bears have a chance. Cardinal fans, you got years and years before you get initials on your shirts. <laughs> they hung that weird bolo tie. Up at the stadium for uh, Bill Bidwell because when he They'll came here, in, in the uh, jerseys eventually. That kind of was the day I realized the Bidwells were jerks. When they showed up in Arizona and he started wearing those bolo ties, and I'm like, you're from St. Louis. Take that off. You look like an idiot, tourist. That's what people from Ohio do when they meet Gilbert Ortega. Oh, you got to put a ladder in your living room. <laughs> right. you got that weird ladder, a Coca Pelli, and you wear a bolo tie for like a week, and you're like, I look like a moron. Turquoise rings. Yeah, and, and you start to realize nobody else does that here except the tourists. There's no native person 
native, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the natives might wear it. I don't know. I don't hang around with it. But I'm just talking about the people who, you know, citizens of Phoenix walking around in bolo ties, unless it's like a hilarious joke at El Chara. Or Jeffrey Phillips doing his commercials now. He's, he's wearing <laughs> right. those. Right. And I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. That dude's ponytails and fistfights. I've seen him at Suns game. He is nothing about the bolo tie life. He's total bro. <laughs> Jeffrey Phillips is your bro lawyer. I kind of like, you know, I look at him. He's always got front row. He's always, But he's wearing his Phillips thing. He's got a big ponytail, which you don't see in the commercials. He's a full-on bro. Turn around a bolo tie. I'm like, what are you trying to bag a, a native? Like, you're going after one of the Indian girls. Going to get me a squaw. I'm like, all right, all right. Phillips, <laughs> put that tie on your... It is complete assimilation and pandering. And when Bill strapped that thing on his neck, I'm like, you dumb torso. You look like you just left Gilbert Ortega. He should have had a you know, rain stick, a dream catcher, a coca pelle, the ladder. He should have had all the things of people who just moved here from Michigan who think that's the, I'm just fitting in. Southwestern motif. None of us do it. It's still uh, an option at most home builders. Okay, you want the... Uh... yeah. <laughs> He went to Saltillo Town with the, the Vegas sticking out of the side. Make it look like we made it out of clay. You want that? Well, we moved here from Michigan for a fresh start. So whatever the, whatever the others are doing. Nobody here does that. Nobody has the ladder on their wall for more than like five months. And then they're like, why did we do the ladder on the wall? Make the patio like engines. We're yeah. living there. <laughs> Make them like that. <laughs> and do lots of turquoise in the kitchen. I like that color. Turquoise. Make it speckly turquoise. I want wooden cabinets. I want a horse rearing up on its hind legs in the front yard. You know, you realize you're not going to fit in at all, right? No, we're going to, we're Southwestern. And that's when I saw Bidwell in that bowl of time. I'm like, no. We blend. Just, he's trying to blend in, and by doing so, he's standing out like a sore thumb. That big red nose of his and that bowl of time. I'm like, he's an El Charo regular. It's Should sad. have never gotten rid of the ascot that he was wearing. No, bow ties. That's what you were. You were the bow tie guy, you little nerd. And now his son is uh, just now. So it's Bidwell's. It's all day long with the Bidwell's. What are you going to do? This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Football. I think my Steelers could crap the bed tonight, but I'm aware of it. They're turning the barrel. Huh? Yeah, they're could be. The yeah, the way we're going in this room, it's not so great. But Monday night, Browns. The past tells me Brown's going to Brown, so we'll see if that keeps up. We'll see. My team's in transition. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they in are. In Pittsburgh, yet. right? Yeah. I don't know what they are. I don't know who they are. We'll see. We're going to find out. They're a they now? They're kind of a they, yeah. The Steelers are sort of a they-them this year. They were a little they-them last year. They started as a him, and then they're like, we don't like this. And then I don't know what they became, but they, they started to show some promise. The preseason, they were ridiculous. And then the first game, they were so bad. You're like, all right, they're a they-them. No identity. They don't have anything yet. They're young. They're figuring it out. Hopefully they can soon. But, yeah, I got a they-them I'm rooting for. 
They just had top surgery. I don't know what's going on. Like they used to have huge, huge. Now they're kind of like flat. I'm like, what are we? Are we the boy or what are we doing here? Maybe that's what the coach is saying too. What's going on here, guys? Guys, what are we doing? What are we? We, Were they them? And he ain't saying guys. He's saying, what's going on here, thems? Uh, So yeah, football. It just makes us. And we were we root for it and root for it and root for it, and then it shows up, and we realize, oh yeah, there's a good portion of the year I'm miserable because of football. There's a lot of Mondays I, I slink around. Tuesday, I feel a little better. Wednesday, I'm sort of back. And then Thursday, I'm ready. They just did a thing I saw last night on the news. It's, two, it's the, by the way, happy two-year anniversary of football gambling, sports gambling in town. Arizona, uh, $11 billion has gone through sports gambling apps since they opened her up two years ago. We're, we're at five and a half. Uh, for this year. So it started in September of 2021. That first year was like six or seven. And then this one, I think they still have to add three billion for sure, but they're up to, up to a certain point. $11 billion has been generated. That $11 billion is uh, going after Sean McVay, too. What do you mean? Kicked a field goal at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're, oh, what's going on here? I see what you're saying. Yeah. The, the striking, the price, yeah, he's killing the spreads and the scoring. You're like, hmm. Under overs affected, the spreads affected. What are you doing? Eleven billion dollars, and then we sit and scream. I need higher wages. <laughs> What's going on with the economy? These gas prices. But then you think that the uh, the powers that be that has nothing to do with I it. I know, but the powers that be look around, going, they've got it. They've got it. Look at their discretionary spending. They're spending 11, and not all of us, but it's not helping $11 billion that, by the way, wasn't getting spent three years ago. Suddenly, we dug into our pockets and we found a few billion, and we're like, we can do this. You, there's, I don't know. I mean, there's the argument. It is, was it $11 billion new money that they're finding, or is it shifting it is. away from other stuff? It's $11 billion. Well, yeah, nothing's it's gotta caving in. It's got to be going away from, you know, the, the thought was, well, it's going, it's just coming from another entity entertainment because nothing's fallen everything else is just as up as before uh and yeah so i mean it's like gas prices are up inflation is up everything else and we still managed to to scramble out 11 billion dollars like you know five and a half billion a year as a group to just take a couple shots at the uh and the fact that we can monitor it too a yeah. little more <laughs> right that's that's helpful so that's <laughs> right. but amazon's up and spending's going crazy we have $10 trillion in credit card debt as a nation, but I don't think we're betting on our credit cards. Well, now I understand the UAW going on strike. You <laughs> I gotta, know. You know you like got they're them. looking around going, well, the money's there. <laughs> yeah. So that is a, an a, a astounding number that is basically really bad for poor people. It really is because as prices go up, they're, not, they're probably not gambling. They probably don't have it. But the rest of us going, just put money in the toilet and flush it. And I'm guilty of it. It makes everybody of the business going, there's a lot of money out there. We just have to find what they like. If we like it, we'll spend it. Even if we don't have it. If we'll it, find credit. Yeah, as human beings, if we like it, we spend it. We like gambling. We are <laughs> big on it. That's amazing. It makes it the number one thing in Arizona as far as like things spent on. Non-tourist, like locals. We don't spend five billion, five and a half billion dollars as locals on anything else outside of you know the necessities like groceries and gas, like just something outside of our norms. Our 
Halloween doesn't come close? It's probably fairly close. <laughs> I bet you Halloween's second. They spent $4.5 billion on skeletons and candy. It's pretty amazing. But $5.5 billion a year. It's insane. Yeah. We're all going, all right, gas is crazy. And these prices for pickles and peanut butter, I can't even. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got five parlays riding on the weekend. Oh, your, your gas is too expensive, but you're going to bet on the commander skins to squeeze one out. Hit this one. I'm getting a new tent. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not wrong to do it. I'm just saying. Big business stares at that and goes, their complaints are invalid. Raise the prices. They'll pay. And we do. Especially for stuff like gas that they know we need. And we'll go into debt for it. We lost our mind when it was a dollar less a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. we were. What the hell's going on here? This is too much. Now it's a dollar more. Like, well, I guess that's the way okay. things are. Yeah. yeah, and it's just our asses never hurt. If our asses hurt, we'd realize what's happening to us. I don't know. All that said, a special day here. You've been able to guess that temp to try to go to Vegas with us and throw some more money around. Today's a big day. It's the first day of the five-question, 22nd birthday of Holmberg's Morning Sickness, super fan quiz. I'm going to explain exactly how all that works in just a second. It's going to be pretty amazing. There's going to be it's old school radio, Brady. This is what I like. What I what I what what, what oh yeah, I'll take that too. So what we're going to have here is old school radio. There's going to be a thing you got to listen for. Then you got to be the eighth caller. Then you got to go through the questions, and only one person per day plays. It's not like our normal games where we just keep going down the line of dummies till we find somebody. Can we throw in a catchphrase that they have to say? What do you call them? For? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Holmberg's 22nd birthday golden ticket flyaway <laughs> here we go <laughs> okay that's it what are you calling us for and if you do- alright I like that if you don't say that we're moving on to the next long time listener first yeah. time caller yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey what you calling for 98k today's Holmberg's 22nd birthday golden ticket giveaway alright you're on let's do this <laughs> let's make that happen so I'm going to explain to you how you guys can qualify now if you get if this happens today I play the noise the people call, and I'll give it all. Trust me, it'll get more detailed in a second. Play the noise. We get the call. They go through all five tickets or f- five questions. They get the golden ticket. They're on the plane. They're on the set jet plane. We're going to Vegas. You're in the plane. Super fans. That's oh, all no. we're looking for. I know. Sounder. Oh, we got all sorts of stuff. Right. I mean, Brady, I'll just give you a little a little hint on it. All right. Because uh, I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> That's all you're going to need. That's <laughs> all you're going to need in a little bit. It's pretty awesome. A bit of good luck for me. Because I've got a golden ticket. That's right. Sorry, it's a flyaway, not a giveaway. Next. So we'll get it together. You guys are going to go to Vegas with us. Well, some of you. Still hate Grandpa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Joe pisses off a lot of people. <laughs> All right, so we'll explain the details in just a little while, but it's going to be great. In the meantime, we're all laughing at Russell Brand because this is pretty good stuff. Now, isn't Russell Brand, like, if you haven't been paying attention, Russell Brand disappeared a few years ago. He didn't want to do famous guy stuff anymore. He wanted to be a wellness guru. So he's left, like, 
He still does things here and there, but he's Text for the most Katie part. Perry said it's over. Right. He texted his wife and said, I, 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 I want a divorce, don't I? I'm going to get divorced from you, don't I? That's what I want from you. No more of us, right? Thank you. Bye now. And he just bails out and, and goes and reads a thesaurus and comes back with a thousand new big words no one knows. So everybody thinks Russell's really smart, which he actually is. Wrote a book about his time uh, as a famous person, as a time with Katy Perry. And he's, you know, he's, he's out there still, but he, he doesn't want to do what he was doing. He's a wellness guru. And also does a lot of like uh, stuff against the state. He's very much the BBC. He's Almost so, uh, Alex Jones. A little, uh, somewhere between Rogan and Jones. Yeah. He's, he makes sense. More like Rogan. He's super smart, but he's got a, he's got a Joe Rogan kind of thing. Like he, he goes against the grain a little bit. It's fairly admirable for doing so. But if you ever knew about Russell Brand or, or paid attention to him while he was going nuts, he was going nuts. He was Charlie Sheen. He was pretty much just out there f- everybody that wanted to. You can read about it in his book. Uh, a super promiscuous guy. He says so. He was open about it. And now he's getting these charges of being like a weirdo. In hindsight, it was weird behavior. While it was going on, he was the quirky, funny, crazy Russell Brand. A little bit off. He does things people don't normally do. Walking around the office in his underwear. Uh, showing pictures of naked ladies that were being sent to him. One of the ladies' complaints was... She was in the office, and she said, I really liked Russell when we first started working together. He'd show up in his underwear. He was really quirky and funny. And now they think back on it, the underwear thing's very uncomfortable. I wouldn't allow a boss to do that today. And then he also had pictures of naked women in his phone. He would show people, and one of them was my friend. So it was like it was okay when they weren't your friend? That your friend sent to him? It made my stomach turn. Right, because your friend was a whore trying to bang a famous guy named Russell Brand. And when it didn't work out, or he objectified her, or treated her less than, you know, classy, uh, he took the naked pictures her, when she, you know, splayed her cooch out and started to fire pictures to famous people. Suddenly, he's the bad guy. It's not nice of him, but is it illegal? If he's sending it out, that's one thing. But yeah. she's like, look, this bird sent me, a, sent me a picture of herself naked, didn't she? And sure enough, like, yeah, I know that girl. Right. I banged it. Because he banged most of England and a lot of America for about four years. Like, he came out of nowhere, banged everybody, and then left. And now they're trying to get him. And I don't think he's wrong because in his apology, which is much better than the Kutcher Kunis apology, in his apology video, he basically is like, I told you guys I was a whore. I don't think I did anything wrong here. Like, I treated people like sex objects. That's, That's what I did. And they knew it, and I was open about it. And he joked about it in his stand-up? Constantly talked about what a whore he was and how easy it was to find other whores to be a whore with. It was easy. I liked it, didn't I? He stopped that, which I love, that he doesn't ask the question after everything he says. I figured it out, haven't I? All right, we get it, Russell. You like questions. But he didn't do anything wrong. And then the one girl's like 16, but it's not illegal. At least it wasn't at the time in England. 16 was a consensual age. Still weird, but yeah, you. I mean, you know, one of the things in the story where she, you know, uh, said he sent a limo to get her out of class. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Cool. It's not normal. <laughs> Whether or not you know, it's not again. normal. Look, he had the juice. He read the rule. This is. I'm going to go pick a girl up at school today. That's strange to me, but as far as I read it, it wasn't against the law. And half the school was probably excited. 
And the girl, I'm sure, was like, Russell Brand, send me a limo and take me out of school today. I'm not going to miss school. I'm not going. <laughs> what? Right. And then everybody probably had their little faces plastered up against their English little windows, staring out, looking at a limo with Russell Brand. Go, Come on out, Dolph. We're going to go have copious amounts of f- now. Um, bye, everyone. I'm going to go f- Russell Brand instead of study uh, history. Lucky. She's lucky. I want a, I want a f- Russell Brand. Why can't he come for a limo for me? You're a boy, mate. So what? I hate school and I'll f*** you better than her. You can't, Rupert. <laughs> ah, this is bollocks. Sit down, Rupert. Ah. Now, who else plans to f*** Russell Brand today or can I go on with my class? Where were we? Right. Reproductive organs. Ah, oh, now you're going to talk all dirty when I could be f- Russell Brand. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Holmberg's morning sickness. He's picking up kids at school in limousines. They were impressed. Let's not act like they weren't, like everybody in the school wasn't like, wow. He put a show on. And now they're acting like, do you know what he did? Like, yeah, he told us. Remember when the limo pulled up? We knew. It's kind of like the Charlie Sheen thing. It's just, exactly it, like that. Why are you surprised? He's tell, he's throwing it out there you for you. You can't get mad a few years later when Russell Brand's terrible behavior remains terrible in history's eyes. You can't go back and go, oh, now I don't like it. I would have liked it. I wouldn't have told on you, Russell. I'd have f- you proper and gone out quiet just for riding the limo. Sure. Daddy, a limo's out front. <laughs> Dad, Russell Brand's sending a limo to me. Can I take a couple hours off of school? Of course you can, doll. You go f- Russell Brand good and hard. That's my little girl. <laughs> Look at her out there, f- Russell Brand like an adult. <laughs> she doesn't need school. She's beautiful. Famous people like to f- my daughter. It's great. Uh, but this, this, and you know, something else may come out later, but from everything I'm looking at, I'm like. <laughs> I don't know that the guy did much terrible that was outside the boundaries. Maybe not cool, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And walking around in your underwear at work and all that, yeah, terrible. In, in hindsight, terrible. But we all watched Russell Brand act like an idiot for years and think, meh, what are you going to do? Then he married Katy Perry, and we're like, that's a weird one. That's an odd match. We should wipe every movie from the 80s and the 90s out. Ever. We should never see how we used to behave ever in cinema. It's all uncomfortable. It's terrible. I've never been in my underwear at work, just walking in and out of offices. And that's just not because I haven't wanted to. Uh, uh, You know, it's basic shame. I don't want anybody to see this. And it's not my, it's off brand. Pardon the pun. That's not something people would be surprised if all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I'm the wacky underwear guy now. No, that's not me. Brady could walk around in his underwear. People like, look at him. He's such a, you're crazy. Because funny, of, funny. Because you're wacky, waka, funny, waka. non-threatening. Nobody's going to think Brady's actually going to rape them, which is probably what you like about why you did. <laughs> Brady's not going to wander around his underwear at work, but you could. Toledo did it. We just start hitting them with bats and chasing them with uh, torches and pitchforks. It would be—that's the creepiest thing in the world. Brett does it. We assume his clothes are at the laundromat, covered in blood. <laughs> you got to be on brand. But it is—it is. It is uh, does uh, Bobby Lee, comedian? A lot of I know a lot of people haven't seen him. 
Jesus, how Strips many times? Naked. How many times have we routine, seen him in his like underwear? He's nuts here. Yeah, in the studio, he's dropped down into his underwear. Bert even taking his shirt off. Is that going to change? Uh, well, might maybe. I don't know. Makes me uncomfortable because he's just so out of shape. I just wait for Bert's heart attack. But yeah, I I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Can't do it. I mean, Dave McKay of the Arizona Diamondbacks, first base coach. If you recall, like this is what I'm waiting for. When in baseball is it going to be? Because yesterday and Friday I was at the games. Yesterday we sat right behind first base. Uh, my buddy Tom and his uh, wife Kamala got me tickets. I call her Kamala because she got dreadlocks. She's Rachel Dolezal. I don't know what happened. Her name's Colette, <laughs> but I'm just from here on out. She's Kamala. She had this insane. I'm like, you're gonna. This is appropriation. Like I've never seen anything like this in my life. So anyway, we're behind first base. Dave McKay manhandles every single Diamondbacks player. Like, ass grab. You make it to the base, you're getting... <laughs> you're getting touched a lot. And Dave McKay, a few years ago, remember, Brett, he hurt himself in the showers dancing around, remember? He had a, an, it was a coach who got yeah. a shower. And I'm pretty sure he's rub up against another guy. The way, I've never seen someone touch human beings more. There's two players that don't want him touching them. And it's the brand new one, Tommy Pham. They just got him in July. He didn't touch Tommy Pham. He put his hands in his own back pocket to stop himself. And Tommy fans like, don't you get your hands off me. When is that going to be a thing? We're in baseball. It's like, all right, the first base coach, like, just talk to me the entire time with his hand on my ass. Like, you can't do that in any other job at all as a, as a manager. And he's called manager. First base coach is, a, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a boss. You get to first base, he is putting his hand on your ass, and he's going to whisper stuff in your ear. You know, the... The move to first is about 1.1 seconds. You want to keep your eye on that. You got a tight ass. But you can't do that. If I was to talk to Brady after, hey, Brady, I need to talk to you after the show. And we're standing in the hallway, and I just am talking to him, my hand resting on his You're ass. You're doing all right, man. You're, You're doing be, all right. He would be immediate, like, uh-oh. John's going to lose his job. When will baseball, first base coaches, like, stop? Now, Mike Napoli's the first base coach of the Cubs. I didn't see him grabbing and manhandling players. I think it's an old school first base coach thing. McKay's been around forever, but to me, that's a that's a thing. Like in ten years, it's like one of these players be like, and if it ever turns out that Dave McKay might be have a homosexual tendency, it might make one of these guys uncomfortable. Well, that dude was all over my ass. Sports, there's still some leeway. It, With the I ass think grabbing. the eye opened up a little more. They uh, Ew. what shed more light on it was the Boy Scout thing. I think the Boy Scout leaders. <laughs> encouraging the boys getting the merit and stuff. Well, that was rape, though. That's different. Well, than they just went beyond that. Yes, right. I mean, certainly, if if Dave McKay raped a player at first base, I think we'd all notice well, that. No, but like the Father Pat Dale's our first base coach or anything. I don't I mean, think the problem with the Boy Scouts were pats on the ass. Uh, it not, all starts yeah. with that. No, job. I don't know if it does. I think it's just pushing a kid down and starting to go at it. He's, maybe you're right. Maybe Brady. I think he's making a very clumsy point about Dave McKay is grooming the players into sex. <laughs> Maybe, like a Boy Scout leader. Your your comparison is clumsy at best, but if you turn out to be right, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history here. But when is that going to change? There has to be something that they can't there's do that. Still, I think there's still a lot of players out there that don't mind that encouragement. Oh, I'm sure of it. And it isn't pats on the ass. We're not talking about the old smack on the butt. We're talking about dude just having his hand on your ass like, you know, you do your girlfriend when you're in line at Hop Dottie. You know, he might as well just put his hand in 
the back pocket of one of them like they're dating. Like it's, you know, junior high and you finally get to touch a butt. McKay touches a lot of ass over there. Every player, and the Diamondbacks were hitting and walking yesterday. They're getting on. Every every one of them is going to try to stretch that into a double. They don't want anything. McKay touching them is constant. But, you know, can you do it? Would a male coach in the WNBA be able to get away with that? Would he want to? Would he want to? No, I'd rather grab a dude's ass all day than any of those. But still, like, you know, just it's a sports thing. We do a lot of ass touching as men in sports. The most manly things on the on the television and in our lives are lots of grab ass going on between the boys. Lots of it. I think the equipment manager's going to the coach. Hey, coach, no one's wearing their cup anymore. Right. We've got to do a cup check. Oh, McKay would be like, I'll do it. Hand would go shooting in the air, except for Tommy Pham. I'll do it. Tommy Pham doesn't want anything to do with Dave McKay's hands. Like they had a meeting. You could tell McKay's been talked to about touching Tommy Pham. Tommy's like Francis. Any of you homos touch me and I kill you. All right. But the second Tommy got to first, McKay's hands went into his own pockets. And then he wandered up and whispered in his ear that, you know, you got to tell him the pitcher. Cause he's, and then he'd take his hand out to do the stopwatch on the pitcher's move. And then hands back in his pockets like, I can't control myself unless I do this. It was weird. Dave McKay touches a lot of butts. And not the old school smack on the ass. This is just a tender touch. And then a lot of the times, he rubs, he rubs their backs. It's weird. I've never noticed this because I've never paid so much attention to a first base coach. But when Kamala was sitting there telling me that yesterday, and she's like, watch Dave McKay. We sit here all the time. Do you think he's touching the players too much? I'm like, I've never noticed. He won't take his hands off of them. Like, he's an octopus. When is that going to be, like five years from now, a lawsuit? So are they playing Kenny Loggins, playing with the boys over the jump, or over the sound system and stuff? Hey, nice hit. You got a single. You got a couple seconds sitting chat. You don't mind if I just rest my hand on your butt? Kind of I do. Like if Tripp said, go to the office for a second. And this was playing. What's up, Tripp? Come here. Sit on my lap. No, I'm not going to sit on Let me just rest my hand on your ass. I got to talk to you. Is it bad? No. Thinking Larry and I are going to go to lunch later today if you want to join us. Why is your hand on my ass? Because I'm your manager. Oh. Oh. I guess that's our. Why are we listening to Kenny Loggins in the <laughs> gayest part of Top Gun? I don't know. I hadn't noticed. Goes by Larry's office with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. I'm not touching him. I might catch him. He's flexing like slider while you're walking <laughs> in the office. <laughs> it's just a weird thing, so. Looking at McKay touching all that ass yesterday was weird. Because then I couldn't stop watching. Now it's like, who doesn't he touch? There's another player. I think it was, uh, uh, it might have been, I don't remember which one it was. One of the Mexican players. Probably super Catholic. <laughs> it doesn't want that stuff on him. I come here all the way from Mexico City, Mr. McKay, please. God is always they promised watching. me it would stop. Quit trying to f*** me so hard in public, please. Hey, it's just your coach. Come over here. Let's talk about this. No, because you'll touch me. Leave me alone, Father McKay. Yeah, please. Don't do this to me, please. Hey, if you know, if you want to play every day, you're going to play the game, right? Play with the boys. <laughs> Did okay. you just kiss him on the neck? If I let you touch my bottom, will you let me play all week long? I'll get you in the lineup, kid. <laughs> you just got to play along. McKay likes it too much. Man. Way too much. Playoffs, man. Going to the playoffs. But it's, le- hey, it works. You're it right. Works. And he's known as like one of the best in the business. You know why? 
they can't like everybody's a little faster running from first to second on the Diamondbacks because they get to get away from McKay. <laughs> if I can get to second, all of this harassment stops. You might have something there if they lead in stealing bases. Yeah, <laughs> like catchers are just lumbering to second. Get me out of here! <laughs> they're not running for second; they're running for their lives. Hey, it looks like you're going to be. It looks like a good at bat behind you here. This is the twelfth pitch. Oh, I gotta get out of here. We need to get you at second base, so you're going to get raped, and you're going to get raped hard over here. I mean, I can understand maybe once you go over, you touch them on the back, and whisper in their ear. It doesn't be. It, you don't have to touch their butts eight times in one visit to first base. It's a lot. Tommy Pham strikes out four times. I'm good with yeah, that. I'm good. I'm good. No problem. Tommy Pham's three zero count to Pham. This is definitely going to be. A, wow, he's just swinging at anything there. That was a crazy pitch. Pham just went after. He doesn't want to get walked. It's an intentional walk. This guy. No, I don't want to be intentionally. I, Tommy Tommy Pham just got intentionally walked to pretend he got hit in the head with a baseball. He's down on the ground writhing in agony. I think he's faking a seizure so he doesn't have to go see McKay. He touches his ass a lot. McKay, I'm watching you. I might go again tomorrow night. Same seats. And uh, the McKay count is on. I didn't even care about it. The Cubs sucked all weekend, so I didn't even care about it. McKay touched a lot of butts. When will that be bad? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, but it's, we're dudes. We're cooler. But it is strange that in the most manly endeavors, there's a lot of grabbing ass. And you know why? I think it's we, like part of coaching. It's cause we, it is because we can't do it anywhere else. I want to grab ass so bad. I'll just grab my coworkers' asses when they're cool with it. Because if we could get away with that all the time, we'd be grabbing. We, dudes, we'd be grabbing so much butt. So we smack each other in the ass when we're playing manly things. We put tights on and we tackle each other and then touch each other's butts. And we call it manly football. <laughs> so is the first wild card game sponsored by Alt AZ? I mean, is that going to be the, the, oh, yeah. the first night? Time back to the playoffs. It's Dave McKay night. <laughs> we're your assless chaps. Oh, McKay would lose his mind. <laughs> I got to touch everybody in the crowd's butts. It's a lot of touching, McKay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's gay. I'm saying it's way beyond gay. I don't know what this is. It's past gay. Do not collect $200. Go directly to gay. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Sorry, Cardinal fans. It's a tough Monday. But hold your heads high because you knew this. Don't act surprised. Uh, 585-9800. That is the phone number. You give us a wake-up song. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yeah. 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 Yeah.